Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning. I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our weekly podcast where we talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we like to talk to a real estate professional to learn what they have been doing that allowed them to have a better way of working with their clients and better work-life balance. And today, I'm excited to have Abby Drummond with us. Abby, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm awesome. I'm awesome. And Abby comes to us from Park City, which she said she always dreamed about living in Park City, and now she lives in Park City, and you moved from Salt Lake to Park City. That's right. Yep. When, when did you move? What? Uh, when did you move to Park City? September. In September. Is, mm -hmm. it, is it drastically different than Salt Lake? I mean, I'm speaking because I'm from Seattle, so. Well, considering that we have had like the most snow that we've had in years, yes, yes. <laughs> having to snow blow our driveway like 12 times a day. And yeah, it's a little bit different, but it's been great. I, I talked to somebody in your area and they said they were, uh, they were the president of their HOA and they were getting yelled at because they didn't know where to truck all the snow because it was just yeah. everywhere. Oh, we didn't get mail for a week because our, like the snowplow kept pulling mail or putting snow right above our mailbox and we had to dig it out every single day. <laughs> Well, you know, that's the, that, that, those are the tragedies of living in Park City, I guess, right? Yeah. Didn't have to pay bills for a week, so it was yeah. all right. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> so, uh, so for our listeners, real quick, Abby, just so they know who you are. So Abby uh, originally worked in the, in the uh, Salt Lake City, and she started uh, in real estate in 2016, correct? Yep. What were you doing before real estate? I was working at a startup um, social media marketing company. Okay. And yeah, what made you decide that real estate was going to be your 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 way to go? What what was it? What was it that you said? Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into real estate. Um, I was working really hard at my company. I loved it, but I was working my tail off um, at all hours and wasn't didn't feel like I was getting compensated how I wanted to. And then right. I went through the process of purchasing a house myself. Um, and I just fell in love with it. And we started off. We had a really terrible realtor um that was helping us in the beginning and then we stopped working with him and we found someone who was amazing and helped us purchase our first home and I really saw what it was like to actually help someone in you know what the biggest purchase of your life and um I was just really felt like a calling that I wanted to do it I love it and you so you uh I met you at uh Windermere Ninja that we did in Salt Lake City um and that was back I think we talked for the podcast was 2017, correct? I think so. Yeah. What What was the impetus for going to Ninja? I mean, I I'm I love that you went, but did somebody yeah. should go or did you want to go? Uh, I mean, for sure, our broker was encouraged yeah. it. Um, when I started at Windermere, they at our specific office, they did not take on many new agents, um, and so I had to go through a couple interviews to be accepted into the brokerage and. Um, I was working really hard to do well, and I was doing pretty good for just starting off, but, um, you know, Grady encouraged us and encouraged me to, to give it a whirl, spend the money and do it. Um, yep. and he assured me, I would see the outcome and the value for it. What's that? You would see results. He ensured yes, exactly. you would see results. Um, well, and then, and then you took it and then you went through it a second time as well. Right. Mm -hmm. When we yep. came back, I think once we did it in Salt Lake and then we did it in Park City. Yeah. Both a couple years later. Mm -hmm. couple years later. And, uh, and I have to tell you, you know, I follow along because I'm friends with you on social media and I've just seen this like this increase, this increase in more presence and everything that you're doing. 
Um, and so now, and then you, and you also went through COVID. So you came on in 2016, 17, and then you hit COVID. Did, did some of your, did, did some of the ninja things you learned uh, kind of pull you through the, the COVID times? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, during COVID, especially when it was like lockdown, we couldn't leave and couldn't talk to anyone, like get out into the world, you know, checking in on people. I would send little gifts to people, whether it was fruits and veggies or, um, cookies or just any sort of little thing to kind of get through people through and um, was just reaching out to people and checking in on them. So it definitely was going through some of the ninja practices that we've learned. Yeah. And I have to tell you, and you have, you have two kids, so you have a, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. So um, how, when you went through ninja, I mean, how was that, how was it impacting you when you had kids? Because um, obviously, um, you know, kids take a lot of time and parenting and also balancing your uh, your work-life balance, like doing your business. What were some of the things that Ninja helped you with that? Yeah, when I did go through Ninja, I didn't have any kids yet, right. um, but it definitely, since having them, it's helped me with my process a lot more. I've been able to kind of figure out a routine where I maybe didn't, I was kind of free-for-all in the beginning. Right. Um, so I know exactly what to hit, what I should be doing and what my day should look like. Um, you know, I definitely could be better with time blocking and different things like that, but I do the best I can right. to try to have that work-life balance and to be able to care for the kids as well and have time with them. Time with them. And so with, with your kids and with your business, I mean, and your business is, is doing well, what have been some of the things that you are doing that you're seeing really high returns on? Like, so if you looked at your routine or the things you've been doing really successfully, I know you do a lot of stuff in social media. I know you do the ninja, the ninja pieces. What do you found that's been really working for you? Honestly, I think just nurturing my clients. So, and all of those relationships, I don't do any like of the cold calling. I haven't done open houses in, I uh, will in the Salt Lake market. I haven't done open houses in a really long time. Um, so a lot, all of my business in Salt Lake are coming from my referrals and past clients. And so um, you know, I have really been doing my best to try to keep in touch with all my clients and take care of them, whether that's, you know, checking in on a property, if it's an investment property for them, um, you know, giving them all my vendors, helping organize things for them still, even years down the road and just being there for them when they need me. Well, one of the things I noticed too, is that you also do a great job at educating people through your social media on what's happening in the marketplace. I try. <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about that because you, you, I mean, that's one of the reasons why when I, you know, I see a lot of people on social media, I see a lot of people doing different things, but um, there's, there's certain things that captivate my uh, attention. And one of them is when you're doing those types of things where you're educating on either a scenario happening, which are kind of funny, well, you'll do those in, a, in, in what's happening with a current transaction or things happening with buyers or sellers, or when you're just saying, hey, here's what's happening and here's what you should know as it pertains to the market. Um, how do you set that structure up or, or what, what cause, what are the things you do to build that up to make that happen in your social media? Yeah, honestly, I just want to add value. So I really just try to look at things in a typical transaction, whether it's on the buy side or the sell side and think of things that buyers want to know. And I also try to like, when I'm working with a client and hear their questions coming to me, um, I know that, oh, okay, they don't know about that. And that's important. Or even with friends and hearing them ask questions that I might take, you know, I, I don't know if grant is the right word, but think that they know what I'm talking about. And then they're like, I have no idea what you're talking about, you know? So I want to try to break it down for people and try to add value that way. 
Well, and I think you bring up a good point. I think so many times we think that all these people know so much about real estate when the reality of it is they don't and they're getting fed information from many cases, the national news or from other friends that don't know anything about real estate. And one of the things I love about on your social media, specifically on your Instagrams, is how uh, you have these great ways of just kind of explaining, hey, here's this scenario or here's this scenario and educating. And what has been the response from your clients? I mean, obviously people follow you there. Have you gotten good responses from clients when they see you in that arena? Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily say I've had like a bunch of leads or anything from my social media, but I have had clients reach out and say, oh, that was really helpful. I, I looked at that list about how to sell or um, you know, just reach out about something and kind of say, thank you for that. I needed that or whatnot. So I think that's important. And I also think it's important, sorry, um, to note that like I am talking about the Salt Lake and Park City market. So, um, you know, back to your point of people are hearing about the news or they're hearing, you know, gathering information from other places. Maybe they're gathering information from other influencers or influencers that they follow on social media, but it might not be specific to their market. And each market is so different. And so I really try to pinpoint what my market is doing in Salt Lake and Park City. Right. So here's a good question. So I know when you went through Ninja, we always do life lists. Did you have on your life list to move to Park City? I probably did. Uh, I can't recall exactly. I will say to that point though, um, and something I had thought about um, when you had asked me to do this podcast was something that was so great with Ninja is, you know, my first year I got into it and I remember going, I, yeah. So I started at the end kind of, of 2016. So I did Ninja within my first full year of real estate and during about halfway into my first full year, I did Ninja. And during that time, one of the questions was like, write down what you want to make in a year. And I remember writing down a hundred thousand right. and I thought, oh, wow, that's really high. That's really high. I don't know if I can do it, you know? And I, and I was really scared of that number. And when I finished the year, I looked back and I got, I think I made like 97,000. So I was really close to my hundred. Right. And then the next year, every year, like, you know, during the business planning, I work on that and we do the numbers and I continue to just kind of increase that number and I'm not scared of it anymore. And I've been, you know, surpassing it by a lot. A lot. Yes. Yeah. And it's just been so, it's just been so neat to see like how that can happen and how you can kind of change your mindset to really believe in yourself that you can do it. Well, and I think you bring up a great point because I think one of the things that Ninja teaches you is that, you know, your success can never rise higher than your self-worth. And I think, you know, as you squash those fears and start saying, I've got this, I can do this. It's amazing on where you can go. You know, mm -hmm. what would you say your percentage growth has now been? Pretty significant from what yeah. I <laughs> Yeah, pretty significant. I mean, um, I think everyone, a lot of people had a really good year um, in 2021, you know, yes. and the market was just insane. And I did too. And um, you know, just a Texas today. And I had a good year this year too. And it wasn't my 2021 year, but it was still good. And I'm happy with where I'm at. Right. Well, and also too, I think uh, for the listeners, you're coming at, you're in a market too, where you guys have had, I mean, your median price, let's face it in Park City is just, it's kind of, it's insane. I think what was the median price in 2021 was like, what? million something was a median price yeah, or over, over that yeah yeah we're closer to the two million and i'm breaking into the park city market right now so okay. my main market has been salt lake and um 
the Wasatch Front area, but moving up to Park City, I am trying to break into a new, completely different market. And it is really making me actually hone into those ninja skills and the ninja nine and all the things that we've learned during ninja to try to break into this market because it's not an easy market to break into. And so I'm like, basically feel like I'm starting new um, to try to get into this market. Right. But I think with the confidence and what you've been doing, right, we get back to the basics. The basics work no matter where you are. Correct. Yeah. And I feel good. Like, I feel like, okay, it's going to happen. Right. It's going to take time. And I just need to continue to follow these steps. Because, and you, are you still, and you said you're in the holiday office. Is that still the office that you hang your license at, but then you work in, but you work in Park City. Yeah. That's both, awesome. Yeah, both markets. So, mm-hmm. so tell me this. So uh, what were, what were your big ahas? So as you started to see change and things grow, were there any big takeaways that you had where you said, okay, this is something that I now know that I need to stick with and keep doing. Are there, I mean, I guess my point is, is are there things that you found that it just have worked success, successful for you and for your clients that you just keep doing and kind of building on every year? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest aha was the number thing that I mentioned um, yeah. and just believing, believing in myself. Um, and then also to that note, watching my husband believe in me, because I remember coming home to him the first year and like telling him this coming from like a $30,000 salary. Um, yep. And then showing that and it was just such a big difference and then now he I bring in the number and he's like oh yeah you got this you know so (laughs) that's really fun to watch um but I think that the things that I can't leave behind I mean even today I haven't been doing my note cards in a really long time or even my gratitudes I've just been busy and I haven't I've been putting it on the back burner and um I've been trying my gratitudes more and um my affirmations and then today I did a bunch of note cards and I haven't done that in a while and it felt so good and I was you know I just told myself I'm like I need to do this every single day because it makes me feel good and it gets me kind of into the rhythm of connecting with people again and nurturing those relationships and that is again the biggest kind of takeaway that I have gotten, um, as well as continuing to, you know, make my list and get through them and kind of spend less hours in a day and just really work on those hours, um, as opposed to trying to figure out what to do or searching the internet or just kind of dilly daddling and just working harder in the amount of time that I have. Sounds like being more on purpose and less on accident. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. And what does your structure look like? I mean, obviously having two kids, do you have some, do you have kind of set things that you do on a daily basis or routines that you've kind of started to build for yourself? I mean, I got to believe that working at that level of production, you've got to have some structure there. Yeah, I'm trying. Um, <laughs> it's been a little hard when I've moved to Park City. I am like just moved locations and have a whole new system and I'm trying right. to balance two different markets. But um yeah, I mean, I, A, I try to do something for myself. I go to the gym at five in the morning um, and I try to continue to do that so I can feel good throughout the day. Um, and then, you know, I usually spend the morning doing emails and doing obviously my gratitudes and affirmations while I drink my coffee after the workout. <laughs> uh, but before the kids wake up. Um, but my emails and then my property reviews. So yeah, I definitely try to time block and I have it all down. I love my whiteboard, um, where I have to have it in front of me of, you know, my, my warms and my hots and everything. Going on. And all yes. that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like 
you know, I do have a pretty good system down and I try to also connect with people, not only, not only my clients and friends, but also agents in my office. I think that's really important having that, um, you know, those relationships within the people that you work with, um, to kind of learn from a lot of people I try to connect with. Um, for instance, I just reached out to a listing agent who is so good and she just, I mean, she gets it every single time and I'm going to, even though I feel like I do pretty well, I want to do better. And so I'm going to shadow her on something. And so I'm always trying to learn and better myself. Well, I think that's another key as well is that being open and not having that ego that you have the best. And I also know that um, from talking to other people that are also in your marketplace, specifically in Park City, there can be some very big egos that work in that marketplace in terms of real estate. And it can be intimidating a little bit. hundred <laughs> percent. And I think, yeah. I think the best, that the best strategy against that type of thing is to be that, that open-minded individual that says, Hey, you know what, I'm just going to learn everything I can because at the end of the day, the client makes the decision anyways, right? It's not the ego that wins. It's the client who chooses the agent who makes them feel uh, the highest level of clarity um, the best client service, those types of things. And I think having a system and a process, uh, if you work it consistently, will uh, be the winning strategy, so to speak. Um, yeah. And so I, I love the fact that you're taking that same concept that you did were so successfully in Salt Lake, and now you're moving it up to Park City to do that mm -hmm. same thing. And I also know too, right now, you know, with the way the market has shifted, um, the agents that just were getting by just because the market was allowing them to get by are going away. Yeah. Right? And the yeah. agents that have a process and a system are hanging in there and getting the lion's share of the business. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, so, I mean, kudos to you for taking the, the process and taking Ninja and making it work for you. And so uh, what is your, what's your, what are you shooting for for 2023? What's your 2023 going to look like? Well, I've been a little slow. So my 2023 is going to be busier, <laughs> but that's why I've been nurturing my clients. Yes. And, um, you know, I do feel like our market especially is starting to pick back up. So I think that's a good thing. Um, but I mean, I think that my biggest goals right now is are really just getting back into a routine and finding that process and actually honing in on my ninja skills a little bit better as I try to balance both of these markets and, um, just feel really confident and feel like every day is successful and that I'm proud of what I did for the day. <laughs> totally. And what keeps you, what are some things that keep you like, I know you, you listen to podcasts um, and I, you were saying you were listening to bigger pockets. Are there certain things that you find that help you to kind of stay in that mindset of the positivity and moving forward? Is there, What helps you? Yeah. Um, taking care of myself. So like I said, the workouts and making sure that I do have time off. Mm -hmm. Um, I think something that has been big for me is like when I, when I started, I was so hungry to succeed that I did not have a lot of boundaries, um, with my clients and mm -hmm. I would work 24 seven all the time. And I still work a lot. Um, you know, and, and I do really try to set my time to have dinner with my kids and to have some time on the weekend. And I don't need to work all the time. So I think that that is really important to be able to take time for yourself to rejuvenate. And so you continue to keep going, um, and kind of keep that momentum going. Otherwise, I think we're just going to be burnt out. So, right. Well, when we were talking earlier, one thing that I, I found interesting is that um, you really don't do open houses. Um, yet you have a huge your your clientele is, is largely referral based. And you know, and I always have people that we coach say, "Well, do I need to do open house?" I said, "Well, you don't have to do open houses, but 
what is it that you are doing that's connecting you with your clients? So clearly you have a level of connection that you're doing on a consistent basis with your clients um, that's keeping that referral business coming in. Is there, any, right. uh, is there any one unique thing that you that you love doing or you said, I'm, this really gives me joy when I go to this and do this for my clients? Is there any unique thing that you have? Um, I think just talking with them and seeing yeah. them, you know, like I, I really, majority, I think we've all have people that, you know, I have decided not to work with people. Um, we have people that we don't really mesh well with, but overall, I say I have such a good client base that I really enjoy connecting with them um, and seeing how they're doing. And I love nothing more than seeing what they've done to their house um, and just kind of knowing that they're happy. And so that keeps me going and say, but back to your point, as far as like the open house stuff, when I first started, that's all I did. So for the two years, two and a half years, I mean, I would do at least three open houses a weekend and I would probably like some weekends I do three open houses on that weekend, but like three weekends in a row or yes. whatnot and give myself one weekend off. Well, and I think in even in Ninja, we say that, you know, when we get to that, I think it was end of day two, we say, hey, if you guys are rookies, you got to put in extra time and open houses are a great way to start building your sphere, right? Start meeting people and building your database. So you did that for two years where you really ramped it up and then you figured out a way to dial that back and obviously then put your efforts and energy into just taking care of your clients. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what, and what is, do you have a specific cadence for your social media? Cause I know you're very consistent. I mean, I just know that cause I see you all the time. So how do you fit that in? Do you have a cadence or is it just kind of like you figured you fit last minute you're going to do this? I mean, how's that? I don't like social media, but I'm trying <laughs> to like it. Um, it's like, you know, I kind of go ebb and flow. I'm like, okay, hey, I really need to do this. And then I'll make a plan and I'll do it for like two weeks. And then I stay back for two weeks. So, um, I, you know, my 2023, I had actually made an entire plan to do it. And then I had a lot of life stuff happen and I just had not had, did not have any of the um, desire to do it. But right. today I made a couple of reels and I'm starting to schedule things. Um, so I think that most importantly, like I, I wrote down, I just have a list of, um, you know, topics I think that are educational, like we talked about right. and things that we can help with. Um, or that I can help with and maybe provide value to my clients and followers. And so um, I'm just going to kind of tick through them and schedule them and try to be as consistent as possible yeah. and try to be better at like, you know, showing my face and talking to people on stories and, and that kind of stuff, but it's totally uncomfortable, but. <laughs> right. What, what, and what do they say? Success is your ability to be comfortable being uncomfortable, right? Yeah. 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 Doing hard things every day. Well, and you know what I love about having this conversation with you is that we have a lot of people that say in this business, so I've got to do it perfectly or I'm not going to do it at all, or I can't do 90% of the stuff. And what we find is in this podcast, and just as I have other people that I talk to, I've yet to meet anybody who is perfect, and I've yet to meet anybody who is doing it exactly the same way. But here's okay. what I do find. The people that have the success where they have growth every year, such as yourself, is they have consistency and they have persistence, meaning that even though they're not doing it perfectly, they're still going to show up and make it happen. And they're going to do it more consistently than not. Would you say that that's kind of in your DNA, so to speak, is that you just stick 100%, with it? 100%. Got to get to the office, got to work, you know, got, I have to make those plans to work on my business. And I think that was a big thing during Ninja as well, is that you can't be reactive, you have to be proactive. And so, 
even on the times where I don't have transactions going or people under contract, I need to be really busy and I can be really busy. And I just have to find those things to do to work on my business to continue that success. Yeah, it's just showing up, right? Yeah. Showing up. Well, and I also know that within your office, you've got a lot of people in there that are also ninjas that, I mean, do you guys hold each other accountable or is there kind of a where, I mean, because where you're talking to each other, you're seeing other people showing up as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, and I love that. And I love, that's why I love Windermere so much is we really do collaborate and try to push each other to do better. And, you know, like we all get excited of one another's success. So it's really fun to be a part of a community like that. Yeah. And you have good ownership and good leadership too. I mean, Grady really pushes to make sure that everybody's kind of trying to raise the bar in terms of professionalism there. Uh, and, you know, and you guys have, and you guys have a strong market too. Yeah. And all of our branch brokers are the same. So it's been, it's been good. Okay. Now the fun question. So how often do you ski? Uh, much more since I've been in Park City. <laughs> I know I'm trying to get out on Wednesday afternoon. So that's the benefit of being able to do that is nice. You know, take yeah. a couple client, client emails on the chairlift if needed, but um, now, yeah. Do, you kids, do your kids ski too? Or they <laughs> yeah, my son, my two-year-old, we have not, we have skis for him. We have not put them on, but um, my daughter's been skiing. She's in ski lessons right now. And it's been so fun to watch her. Oh, that is so awesome. So yeah. I, the reason why I ask that question is because I also love when I see people uh, that have gone through Ninja and doing really well in real estate and they get that that life or they get that work-life balance. And so now you, you're up in Park City, you're able to have that fun and do those things with your kids and also have your business. Um, so it's just it, it's just good to see because so many people, what they do is they don't, they don't go get uncomfortable. They don't push themselves. And then they get to that point of, oh, I, oh someday I'll do that or maybe that will happen. And you've really kind of just pushed forward. Did anything else on your life list that you think about that came up that you wrote down? Is there any other good, cool stuff that happened for you? Well, back to that. I met a client on a chairlift the other day, so it is good. You know, you never know who you're going to meet or at the gym or whatever. So. Right, right. Um, no, I think that um, traveling is a huge, huge passion of mine and uh, my husband. So um, we have been able to do that more. And that is just something really special to feel like, we can take a trip and not really stress about it um, and plan for something. So I'd say that's our, probably our biggest thing. And then um, we invest in properties. And so that has also been something that we've been able to do as of recently. Um, you know, our most recent one, we've purchased a fourplex and we've just remodeled, we've been remodeling it. We just finished our last unit. So that's been so fun and constantly trying to learn about more investments and opportunities and something that real estate and this career has provided for me and where'd you buy your fourplex in salt lake salt lake nice and then uh where are you gonna where's your trip are you do you guys have a trip planned for 2023 you're gonna go someplace fun we'd love to go to indonesia oh so. wow have you ever mm -hmm. been not indonesia no southeast asia a lot of southeast asia yeah but not indonesia okay. so I've, I've not been to indonesia either and so that uh, if you're gonna go you gotta tell me all about it oh <laughs> hopefully we can sing it <laughs> well and last thing so uh the the podcast, Bigger Pockets. Uh, what what are they? Uh, I listen to that as well, but let our listeners know what what's that podcast kind of about. Um, a lot of it's about investing, and that's how I look at it um, as investing tools. I guess as a realtor, I find the value in being able to help my clients. As far as the investing um, part, I am a subscriber to them as well. So they have different tools and stuff and calculators to help your clients with different investment properties. Um, but personally, I think I listen to it a lot just 
to learn more about the investment standpoint to be able to reach my like long-term wealth goals yes. with investing. Well, and I have to, I have to believe in your marketplace, specifically in Park City, like you said, you met a client on the chairlift. We have a lot of people in that marketplace that have high net worth. Mm-hmm. And typically with high net worth, you see a lot of people that have made that money, uh, a lot of it by investing in real estate. And so being knowledgeable in that sector, when you're talking with somebody that, that has, that has, I got to believe that has a huge value. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So you can speak, you speak the language, so to speak, right? Yeah. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, uh, any any uh, any words of encouragement for so sometimes on, on this podcast we have people that listen that are thinking about either getting into real estate or they're brand new and you were brand new in 2016. If you were if you were uh, your future self looking back at your brand new self, is there one piece of advice you'd give yourself early on if you're getting started in this business? Um, well, I think what I would give just to others um, that are starting the business. Um, I kind of like the sink or swim mentality a little bit. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people don't make it after their first year. And if this is something you want to do, I mean, it's hard, it's not easy. And it takes a lot of self-control to figure out your schedule and to figure out what you want to do. And it's a lot on you to go to your trainings and to, you know, make your schedules and to really hustle and do everything. And I would just say, don't give up and hustle, hustle, hustle. And, you know, no one's going to really hold your hand that much. And if you want to make it, you can, you just have to try really hard because if you want to do it, you can. Yep. I would say, uh, would you say you got to be all in? You can't be half. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to be all in. Got to be committed to, to just showing up every day. And also, and I would say also tapping into the resources, right? Like yeah. you, you went to Ninja. Um, you tapped in resources that were provided at your office. You surrounded yourself with like-minded, successful people. Okay. Ask questions, like lots yes. of questions, you know? Yeah. Like, Ask as many afraid. questions as you can. Yeah. Well, I love it. Well, hey, Abby, I want to thank you for being on today. If somebody wanted to reach out to you just to kind of find out more about you and kind of where you are with your success in real estate, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Uh, well, we can do Instagram. Yes. Which is- <laughs> Abby, A-B-B-E-Y dot Drummond, D-R-U-M-M-O-N-D, or my email is Abby at win, W-I-N, Utah.com. And I will put those, I'll put both those, I'll put your uh, Abby dot Drummond uh, for your Instagram and uh, it's, it's Abby, what, what's the email address? At win, Utah. Abby at win, Utah.com. Perfect. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, People want to reach out to you. And I just want to say uh, thank you for being on our podcast today. Thank you. And for our listeners out there, if you like what we're doing, please feel free to share this. Also, if you have ideas of topics for us, or if you feel like you should be on our podcast, reach out to me at fanningwinber.com. And we'll end these like we always do by letting everybody know, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day. And Abby, thank you so much. Thank you. Hello, this is Michael Fanning, and I'm the host of the Windermere Coaching Minute. This is our quick form podcast where we'll talk to Windermere agents who bring creative ideas, power strategies, and successful routines to light. In each episode, we'll talk to real estate professionals to learn what they have done that have allowed them to be better than they were yesterday. Please enjoy our podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, we want to thank you for listening to our Windermere Coaching Minute. We hope you found this content helpful. If you did, please feel free to share it and give us a rating. And we'll always end our podcast by saying, be awesome and help somebody and make it a great day.